burning hotter, faster, and now more explosive than ever before. Planes and smothering smoke are continuing to ravage the West Coast. Hello, and welcome to the News Cycle. I'm Jihan Moon, and I'll be your host for today. It's Monday, September 14th. the west coast set ablaze and consumed by smoke-produced eerie glow, Yolo and its surrounding counties were among the many regions hit hard. Local community members are stepping up in a variety of ways to fight the fires. However, some are taking on an even greater level of risk by working on the front lines. Shira Kalish has the story. As wildfires rage across the west coast, 22-year-old Davis High graduate Josh Gieschen is working on the front lines of California's latest crisis as a firefighter. I've always had a strong interest in the outdoors um, and emergency services, and I had a gap year while I was applying to medical school, uh, so I thought I'd kind of merge all those interests um, and help out with uh, the California wildfires. To get to work, the firefighters in Gieschen's crew commute 45 minutes from San Luis Obispo to reach the fire station in San Maria at 7 a.m. So then we'll just go patrol different areas of the forest and uh, kind of do just like general public service uh, while waiting for calls. We always have to be ready uh, at a moment's notice to uh, drop what we're doing and go to a fire. But when we're not on fire, we'll do things like clear roads or cut trails um, or improve uh, areas around campsites. Um, but recently we haven't been doing any of that. It's because there's been so many fires. Um, on a fire, a day looks different. You know, you wake up in camp, work on the fire line anywhere between um, 12 and 24 hours and then head back to the camp to get some rest and food. Hydration, electrolytes, healthy eating, and getting enough sleep are key to keeping up with the physical demands of the job. Humor is a big one. You know, when it's getting really hot, you just know, you know, you've got 20 of your brothers right there alongside you who are suffering just as much as you are, so you can kind of just laugh it off. It's pretty chaotic sometimes, but you definitely kind of just adapt to that. You know, there has definitely been some injuries and some fires that we've been on, but, uh, it's kind of something that you stay really aware of um, and just acknowledge as kind of a part of the job. The members of the crew look out for one another, making sure everyone is staying in their best possible shape. I can't do anything without my crew, um, and a lot of times they can't do much without me. I'm up front cutting out uh, brush and trees and stuff, and then my puller is uh, my right-hand man, and he stands right behind me and kind of keeps an eye out for me, makes sure I'm not in danger, and then also is pulling out all the vegetation I'm cutting. So communication and teamwork are absolutely crucial to everything we do. Um, we really couldn't do anything without it. The crew recently has worked on structure protection for the Dolan Fire in Big Sur, defending a bridge on Highway 1, as well as the cabins on the hillside. And we actually got to watch the fire coming up towards the cabin, uh, but the fire and we cut, and then a burning operation we did, uh, we actually got to watch it stop the fire in its tracks. Um, and saved um, a few residences, uh, which is pretty rewarding just to know that those people are going to have their homes then uh, because of what we did. But what was exciting for him was nerve-wracking for his mother, Bonnie Gieschen. He was on the Dolan fire, and I wasn't that worried because they were kind of right by the ocean. And I'm thinking, oh, how bad can it be? They're kind of right by the ocean and, and everything else. Well, then it turns out that, you know, 11 or 12 firefighters on the Dolan fire got overrun and three got hospitalized and so I'm glad I didn't know that before he was on that fire. His sister, Lily Gieschen, is a senior at Davis High 
and stays in touch with her brother when he is on the front lines. It's not too stressful, like, all day, but um, definitely just, like, when he says, oh, we're going out to a fire, it can be, um, I don't know, like, it's just something kind of on your mind, uh, and you're kind of just waiting to hear back from him, and he'll, he'll like, send a lot of pictures, and so uh, just all the pictures he sends of the fires are, like, very extreme, like, they're, like, pretty scary, so it's interesting to imagine what it's like up close. Although it can get stressful sometimes, Lily was not surprised when her brother announced that he wanted to become a firefighter. He's always been very, like, like kind of adrenaline-seeking and doing all these kind of, like, macho jobs. You know, like, he's, he's an EMT, and, you know, he's uh, probably going to go to medical school soon. So he's, like, doing all these, like, very, like, high-intensity jobs. And so I wasn't very surprised. Bonnie shares that sentiment. You know, and I think it's a real admirable thing. You know, he certainly was, you know, helping out, you know, society and, and you know, r- willing to be uncomfortable and push himself. And um, so I, I, I thought it was good. And I, you know, I think we were really, you know, admired him. After his gap year spent fighting fires, Gishin is planning on attending medical school. But he encourages firefighting as a rewarding lifelong career for those who are interested in public service and who are willing to take risks. Get your EMT as quickly as you can. That'll like totally get your foot in the door. Get as much experience as you can. Be ride along. And definitely just get after it because it's a really interesting career path. For BlueDevilHub.com, this is Shira Kalish. Fueled by strong winds on the night of August 18th, the LNU Lightning Complex fire spread into the hills above winters, prompting evacuations. The evacuations occurring in Solano and Yolo County saved lives, but several houses on the border of winters and many in the town of Vacaville burned down. Saul Israel has the story. In response to the fire, Yellow County Supervisor Don Saylor has been working to distribute information about the fire and how people can help. And it was spewing embers in front of it as it came over the hill. What we determined very quickly was that the emergency alert system was activated maybe a little bit later than it should have been. The problem is that the, the fire moved very quickly. And so the, all the predictions early in the evening were that it wasn't going to move into Yellow County at all. In addition, because there were so many fires burning all over the state and still are, many of the firefighting resources that we have seen in other situations like this were not available. In the days that followed the devastation, the Winters community worked together to organize a relief strategy. They rose up pretty quickly and created this Greater Winters Relief Fund. And so that's that was housed with the Rotary. And then they created a little governing committee to decide how to portion the funds out. The Winters Rotary Club was an important part of creating this relief fund, as they were able to gain the new program designation as a registered nonprofit. Winters Council Member Jesse Lauren, along with other local leaders, helped create the Greater Winters Fire Relief Fund. We were off and running four days of the fire. We are already distributing funds. Last I checked, and this is probably like eight days ago maybe, we had $62,000. So I'm sure that we're, we're way past that now. The Greater Winters Fire Relief Fund is collecting money through donations in partnership with local businesses including Puda Creek Cafe and the Buckhorn Grill. As cars drive down L Street, Da Vinci High School student Patton Miller is loading bags of food donations into his car. 
The donations he is collecting will all be going to the victims of the LNU Lightning Complex fire. I was one of the families that had to be evacuated, and we saw a lot of families lose everything. So we partnered actually with the VACA High School students who set up the first event in Vacaville, and we're going to partner with them and give all the donations straight to them because they already have all the routes and like donations available for the people. While the city of Winters was spared much of the damage and is no longer at risk for wildfires, the community still has a while before it can fully recover. The fire might have been on one, two, three days, but recovery often takes several years. In order to rebuild or make decisions about what to do with all that loss, it takes a couple years. So um, we have an immediate response, but we, we can't forget that, that um, the, the healing that's going to need to take place for that part of our community it takes a couple years. From BlueDevilHub.com, this is Saul Israel reporting. Based on September 13th's evening report by CAL FIRE, the LNU Lightning Complex is now 96% contained. The news cycle is produced by the Blue Devil Hub in collaboration with the Davis Enterprise. Katrina Hawes and Jihan Moon are the producers. Our theme music is by Daniel Ruiz Jimenez. News clips from Santa Cruz Films, NBC Nightly News, Sunday Today, and Good Morning America. Thank you for listening. See you next week, Davis.